following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this September 1st, the late afternoon edition, the early, early morning edition brought to you early, early, early in the morning. Now I am joined by none other than the other brother, Eggy. Christopher, how you doing down there in sunny Florida? Hey, yo. Hey, yo, it is right. Ayo is right. Hurricane season. So every morning, wake up, have to check the hurricane status. That's that's essentially how my life goes every day. I remember it well, although I do remember that half of them just go out to sea. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't think that you've eclipsed me in hurricane, um, I don't know what you want to call it, but the number of hurricanes that I face compared to the number that you have faced in your time down there. No, we haven't had one directly go over us. You there's haven't, been, right? No, there's been like two that bounced off of us. Yeah, and when I, when Allie and I were down there, uh, Allie, my wife, that is, uh, when we were down there, we faced, I think, three in like a calendar year and a half. I think it was Charlie, Katrina, and Wilma. And then Katrina, we all know, that went actually over top. It was supposed to slam right into us, didn't. And then we got smashed up by Wilma. But we had those three, and then there I don't think there's really been that many that has hit Florida since. No, I, I don't think, you know, there's been like uh, Irma and Matthew. I think Matthew was the one that got the closest to us. Yeah, I, I don't remember them all. However, New Orleans knows all of them because that that's all these hurricanes do. They go right past you in sunny Florida in Hurricane Alley there, and they head right over to New Orleans and just continually F shit up uh, oh over God. there. And I guess they're going to be out of power now for quite a while, it sounds like. They just, they just get destroyed. Yeah, continually. I feel so bad. Continually get destroyed. And... I, Again, I don't know the history of that area as it relates to hurricanes. However, I'm not I never knew of the New Orleans area as being a hurricane hotbed. But again, I don't know. People like your friend Rocky, he might know better. Uh and other New Orleans there's somebody else in our one fantasy league that's from New Orleans, right? It's not just Rocky. Hamilton. Hamilton. Chris Hamilton. Right. So they're both some. So they would be better. Uh, points of reference and uh, expertise in that kind of history. But it's just weird that nowadays, all of a sudden, it's like, I don't think of Florida for hurricanes. I think of New Orleans. And they got smashed again. And I guess the Saints aren't even going to play there now, right? Not for the first month. Yeah, they said the first month. And I think today they noted that their first game, which was supposed to be hosting the Packers, is going to be played in Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken, correct? You, you are correct. Yeah. People people in Florida are very excited. Yeah, Jacksonville's going to get a ton of a ton of football the first month of the year. 
Yep. They're going to have Jacksonville. They're going to have New Orleans. And I imagine if they play one game, they're going to play any other game that they might need to, which, as I did the schedule this morning, I believe will only possibly be one more game, and that would be the Giants. Because they're home, and then I think they feature two away games, and then they come back to play the Giants. Yeah, Rocky was going to take – he has season tickets. He was going to take me, and uh, we were going to fly out to New Orleans and go to the Giants game. Oh, look at that. Um, That would have been very fun, although I don't know if the Giants are going to give you much to watch nowadays. Um, But nonetheless, it would have been fun to see any kind of game in the Superdome. It is a stadium that I have not seen. I've only seen a couple of stadiums. How many have you been in? Uh, three? I I think we've only been in three. You've only been in three? Yeah, I I think I've been in now currently Hard Rock Stadium, Joe Robbie Stadium, uh, SunTrust or whatever the hell it was in the middle, uh, Dolphin Stadium at one point. I've been in that stadium. I've been in, obviously, Giant Stadium. I guess if you want to count MetLife a second stadium, that would be two in the same area. And then I was in the Panther Stadium which I don't know the name of that stadium currently. Do you know the Panther Stadium name? No, I don't. I don't know their current sponsor. So I've been in those three. And that's it, actually. Yeah, college stadiums, I've been in a couple. But um, other those have been the only pro ones. But I'd love to go see other ones. Superdome would be fun, especially in the area. Uh, obviously, that's going to be a little skewed right now as they're battling the hurricane. But I always want to go to Kansas City, get some good barbecue in. Green Bay. Get some brats, some lining kugels. Oh, it'd be so good. Yeah, well, the lining kugels for me, obviously not for you. <laughs> Sorry. No, no nope, fun but, for you. But the brats sound delicious. The brats do sound delicious. So, uh, the life of a uh, of someone in recovery. You just lose that half. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, true that, true that. But you know what? Let's take a two-second break, and we'll come right back, and we will pick up where we left off. And we're back! Remember that SNL bit uh, done by Jimmy Fallon as the uh, radio DJ. We had to uh, adjust some technology technical issues with the microphone, but uh, everything is back to normal, and like I said, and we're back. So, as we were saying, uh, New Orleans is going through their hurricane issues. The rest of the NFL, if you've been following, have been going through their roster issues as people have been cut and traded, and give me some of your initial thoughts and feelings over what you've heard or any of the stories that have stuck out in your mind. Feel free to cherry-pick Cam Newton should you want to. I don't, I mean, in regards to, a, from a fantasy perspective, that Any, makes, yes, well, I, I mean, I want to talk about the NFL perspective and then the fantasy perspective. Sure. Fa- fantasy perspective, you know, getting rid of Cam Newton and bringing in Mac Jones really, really increases the value of Damian Harris because now Damian Harris is not going to lose those touchdowns to Cam Newton that he did last year. I mean, Cam Newton ran for like 12 touchdowns last year. Yeah, you would think that with Mac Jones now under center, the offense would move toward a, I don't want to say stereotypical, but a more stereotypical quarterback under center, running back usage deployed by the Patriots versus Cam, where I was always under the impression, and I think we talked about this, you were too, and 
correct me if I'm wrong, obviously, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but when Belichick brought Cam on to the Patriots, there was obviously a design that was envisioned, right? And I would imagine that that was trying to utilize a mobile quarterback who could also throw and try to do other things a la, you know, Mike Vick back in the day, etc. And that would have obviously eaten into Damian Harris's touches, but now with him gone, you would imagine it would be more quarterbacks going to throw, not going to be as mobile. We're going to use the running back to gain yardage on the ground, yada yada yada. Yeah, he was he was like a stopgap. Like that, that's what or what's the expression? But he he was like a, a stopgap. I think that was right. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was never in the plans for for Bill Belichick. He's. I he think was, he, he was, was originally. I mean, I think he was a stopgap, like you were saying, to future years. But I definitely yeah. think that Belichick had something pictured for the next couple of years using Cam. Well, he didn't realize that Cam still can't throw. I, his, his, shul- his shoulder's awful. I, it's, he, it's done. Have you watched him throw? It is so bad. It's so bad. Like It's not even – and I, I, I'm – I obviously am not a professional football player, but no, you're not. It feels as if I don't. I don't know. I I, I shouldn't even say that. But he's. It, it's just not say good. it. It's really not good. Yeah. No. I mean, it doesn't matter. You're not a professional football player. Tell me something. I don't know, motherfucker. How how do you throw it at the person's foot? Yeah, he throws dirt balls all the time. I mean, the damn things go like straight into the ground. Straight into the ground. And I can't tell you the last time I saw him chuck something downfield like 30 40 yards like a, a nice spiral I, I I can't even I don't even remember the last time I saw it out of him no but Mac Jones has a lot to learn he, he's going to progress and he looks like I mean from the preseason he looked really good but that's against the second and third teamers and so you know we're gonna have to see how he holds up through a full game uh, he has the potential to be very very good I mean he comes from Alabama which is the SEC, and we all know that the SEC is kind of like junior NFL. Um, but we'll see, man. You know, he's they still need some more weapons. I, I don't know. We, we don't know how Mac Jones is going to do with Kendrick Bourne or Nelson Aguilar uh, or Johnny Smith and uh, Hunter Henry, right? We, we don't know yet. Well, they haven't played. So I, I would say that I think it's a huge vote of confidence that they just got rid of all of their quarterbacks. Shit, they didn't even stop at Cam Newton. They turned around and they cut Brian Hoyer too. So now that they've got nobody backing up Mac Jones except for Stidham, and I think he's on the pup list. Yeah, Stidham's hurt. So, so they're going to have to go get somebody else. And, I mean, it shows you right there that they're not overly concerned with it. They, they're just going to go with Jones. They're going to go with Jones, and, and they'll probably put Hoyer on the uh, practice squad, right? They'll put the they're going to they cut him, but they'll they'll sign him to the practice squad. No one's going to want Hoyer. Yeah, but I I don't know. Would you would you cut him and then sign him to the practice squad? I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. because you save the money. Then you pay him. Then you play him league minimum or whatever. If he wants to do that, I mean, he could go and sign with another team if he wants to stay. I, if you're going to cut me and then throw me on the practice squad, I mean, Brian Hoyer's not. I mean, he's been around. Brian Hoyer Brian Hoyer's played for the Patriots a lot. Yeah, well, I, and he's been around the NFL a while. I don't know. I yeah. wouldn't think that Brian Hoyer is a practice, a practice squad player, but 
then again, I, maybe they do that. I'm not sure. No, but that's a great way to, to get down to 53 and keep a quarterback around. If he can still sign with other teams if he's on their practice squad. Yeah, maybe he wants and, to stay. I, I don't know. Maybe. And and they can bring him up on, on Sundays if they need to. But even that, that reminds me of, again, as a Giant fan, that's where my point of reference is this time, but Alex Tanney, when Alex Tanney was on the the Giants as kind of the quarterback overseer, you know, and the transitional coach type of guy. Yeah. But I, I think they still had him on the roster. Uh, but then again, I could, I could be wrong and misremembering it. But regardless, I mean, Mac Jones gets a vote of confidence here because – he is the only quarterback. They're putting all their faith in him. He looked good in the preseason. Obviously, he looked good sometimes against second and third stringers, so we're going to find out otherwise. But for Cam, you would imagine this is the end of the road, right? I mean, yeah, he'll sign somewhere, man. He's only, what, 32? Yeah, but 33? I, if he can't throw the ball, what, what good are you? That's the real issue. I mean, the real issue with Cam Newton has nothing to do with the way he plays or his aptitude or capability under the center. It has to do with his arm. He can't use it anymore. Right, but he could still back somebody up. He could still be an emergency backup. Emergency backup for sure, I guess. Uh, You know, what are you going to pay? Is he going to take backup money? Right? I mean... I, that's I, the bigger. That's the better question. Is he is he going to accept a backup job somewhere? I, I doubt it. Right. I, if I was Cam Newton and I made the money that he made, and uh, you know I'm going to play along to be a backup, then I might as well retire. There, Look, the the Raiders gave Marcus Mariota what nine million dollars to back back up their car. Well, again, I I still feel like Mariota's there to take over the role. I would hope, please. Because, right. But he hasn't played because he's injured again, right? Well, the coach, I'm, uh, what's his name, just throws Peterman out there just because he wants to get to the... Uh, he's, he's been talking six. about that fucking guy ever since he was at Buffalo. I know, I know. He loves, he loves Peterman. Him. But Pe- Peterman is just like, okay, well, we need to play a preseason game. Fine. Peterman, go. Go, Peterman, go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that was he was featured all preseason long, right? I mean, but he made the yeah. roster, right? I mean, he's, he's one of your yeah. backups. Yeah. You know, I mean, Mar- Mariota was supposed to be. Do he remember? He got in that game last last year. He had to play the second half of that game, and he crushed it. Yeah, I forget Marietta, what game it was, but I remember he did pretty well. Oh, he ran for a touchdown. He threw for like a two hundred yard. He was awesome. He was awesome. And uh, the next game, Carr was like, "Oh, my crotch is my crotch is good." It was like a groin injury. He's like, "Oh, it's." My my groin's good. Uh, sorry, sorry, Marcus. And every everybody was hoping that that Gruden was going to say, "All right, go for it." So here, as we're we're talking about players on teams, off teams, and, and everything related to cut day yesterday, here's a story that I just read that I am completely confused about. So last last night, this morning, whenever it was. Uh, I, at one point, was talking about Everson Griffin, right? Because he was a D-end, signed by the Vikings after he left last year, came back this year, had to do the whole Mia Kelpa called, uh, what do you call it, ass, uh, <laughs> Kirk Cousins' ass. And so yeah. they, they cut him. And so immediately I thought, oh, well, that would be a, a great addition for the Jets because the Jets 
are, are desperately, desperately trying to find uh, some kind of defensive pass rusher to replace what they lost in Lawson when he popped his Achilles. So I thought maybe, you know, Griffin would get a sniff over there. The Vikings just re-signed him. So the Vikings have re-signed Everson Griffin after, after letting him go. And they said it was a procedural move. A vested veteran, Griffin, did not have to pass through waivers, so his release was was merely a procedural move. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure. Are you overly familiar him. with... So they brought him in, they signed him, they cut him and re-signed him? They cut him and then re-signed him for less money. Oh, all right. I, I mean, just it's just so weird. In... The reason that I'm referencing this story specifically, obviously, is because I just didn't fully understand whatever this procedural move was with Everson Griffin, because I thought once he was cut, he was cut. But obviously not, which um, the larger, you know, higher up viewpoint, what I'm trying to reference is ultimately the preseason is really just junk. I mean, it is garbage, all the shit that happens in preseason. People get like Dobbins gets hurt, man. I it, well, we've always said right that the, there are only a couple things that come out of preseason. Number one being injury, number two being rookie play, and number three being you know trades or other random roster thing. But for the most part, I mean, outside of those three things, which are a minority of the majority of preseason. That it's just junk stuff. You're watching backups play that'll never make the squad. You're you don't even get to see like the good stuff in the middle. Like the the Giants Pats game, I mean, sounded pretty mediocre compared to the Giants uh, Patriots practices during the week, which sounded like they were full tilt and everybody was doing great. You know, I Barkley pa- participated in those. He didn't participate in anything in the preseason game. And, you know, all the movement, it, it's just, you probably could just save yourself, with the exception of, you know, fantasy football drafts, save yourself the trouble and just not even pay attention to the preseason. Because it, it's just such garbage. It really is. And they force people to buy those tickets. You know, wait until cut day. Figure out everything that happened, all the people that came and went. And you'll look at the people, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that guy got cut. Yeah, of course that guy got cut. Oh, he got cut. Yeah, he hasn't. He, he hasn't been good forever. You know, Devontae well, Freeman well, got cut. Whoa, what? I mean, oh, can you believe it? Well, I don't know. Here, I, I, okay, I can I can understand your your perspective because that's what's usually that's what's usually reported across the country, right? You, everyone always just rags on the preseason because. Dobbins gets hurt and we have to stare at people who we're never actually going to see during the NFL season. It serves a purpose though. It really does. I mean, it, it lets, I, I mean, okay. The preseason, obviously any preseason serves a purpose, but I, I want to hear what is the purpose that you think? I, I mean, you could get rid of the games, like just have training camp without the games. You don't need them. Well, it's a scrimmage. Yeah, I mean... Don't you remember in high school playing... Well, I mean, you didn't play basketball, but it's like it's like a scrimmage, right? It's a game that doesn't count that gives the coaches an opportunity to, to play some people they may have never played. And then you get like a Ramondre Stevenson 
who we knew was talented, but we didn't know he was going to be that good. That kid's pretty good. Sure. You see some of the, you know, the lesser known talent shine in some of these games, but then you also see some of the lesser known talent shine and they still don't even have a prayer of making the squad. They're, again, and I hate continually using giant references because it must wear on people's eardrums. However, I, not that uh, that many people eardrums are listening, but David Sills is his wide receiver. He played the first two games and was like basically the featured wide receiver. Did everything that you could possibly ask. Had decent numbers, looked real good, and then in the end he just got cut for like Dante Pettis who barely even fucking played. John Ross, I think, is on the IR, uh, but I don't know, CJ Board, because he plays in special teams, but like, what else is Sills supposed to do? So when you're a fan of, of Team X, and you're watching these guys play, and you're just thinking to yourself, what does it matter? Like, this guy isn't making the squad. Like, it's just, I understand what you're saying, it's scrimmages, but, I mean, in relation to college, uh, high school, even though that high school is a stretch. I mean, you're still playing your starters and stuff. College football does the same thing. It's just not announced, right? They don't play preseason games on TV. They have scrimmages within their own teams. Yeah. And well, and, and or local, you know, co- I guess some colleges will, will scrimmage against other teams in specific sports. But it... It's it's a part of the game. Don't you, don't you remember having scrimmages? I do, but what I'm saying is that it, it you can have scrimmages without doing it in like a game, you know, four quarters and putting it in the stadium and trying to sell it to fans. Like that's bullshit. You want okay. you want to sell something to the, you want to sell something to the to the fans, then give the fans access to all these all these uh, team versus team practices. Okay, but now you're turning it from uh, an NFL football perspective to an NFL executive perspective, right? You're now talking about the NFL being greedy, and that's not what we were talking about. We were talking about what's the purpose of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, it's a little slanted the, the way that um, I'm forming this argument here. Yes, I was saying what, what's the purpose of preseason? I guess I mean what's the purpose of preseason games? You should just have training camp and either sell tickets for fans to come to the training camps and watch or don't sell tickets at all. But these games themselves are just really worthless. They're I mean, garbage. Yeah, and They're I mean garbage. now that you have They're... only three games, just get rid of them. Just... Well, I, I, think, I think they're going to two. That's that's the goal. Like I think next year they drop down to two, and that's fine. Oh, well, that, no, that, I don't. That, I don't think they've gotten that game approved yet. That, oh, I, mean, I thought that was won. approved. No, 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 no. I mean, they, they fought and, craw- and and clawed to get the, this seventeenth game. No, the the goal is to go from two. The goal, I think, they're going to bring it up again next this coming off season. But I think the goal is for twenty. <coughs> excuse me, twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. To have two preseason games and 18 regular season games. Yes, no, I, I agree with you in regard to their the goal being 18 games. What I'm saying is I am almost positive that that is not something that's set in stone. They, they, they just went, negotiated, got the 17th game, and the owners basically are hoping and aiming for an 18th, but that hasn't been agreed upon or even talked about because I think it was you know immediately laughed out of the room when they were talking about 18 games. Yeah, I it, but yes, that's a lot of, that's a lot of games, man. 
I mean, it's a lot of games. Basically, it would eliminate the preseason altogether because then you're going to have, what, two games? And there's no point in having two preseason games. You might as well just do training camp and kill the games. They're never going to kill the preseason. They have to have scrimmages. They can have the scrimmages. I'm just saying get rid of the games. Get rid of the games because I, they they don't really serve any purpose. At least well, they don't me. need to be. They don't need to be four quarters. They could be two twenty minute halves, right? They they or or fifteen minute halves. How long are quarters? Twelve minutes? Fifteen minutes? Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. So they could do two twenty five minute halves, right? Shorten the game. Just just have a half and first half and a second half short. That way they get at least some sort of, you know, and they don't need to sell it the way they sell it. And then they have an opportunity, like you said, but once again, we're back on, we're back on the, the fiscal side of this. And that's not, that's not right, what we're the talking business about. Part. All right, whatever. I, you know, point being is I, I just think that preseason has <laughs> got to the point of being junky. I obviously there's practices. You need them for the ramp up time. I just, I don't agree with the games. I don't think you get anything out of it. And when you see this way, the waiver wire and the cut day, you're just looking at, at garbage guys that, you know, Chris Hogan, you know, this guy was fucking playing lacrosse. A couple months ago, he gets you know brought into camp. <laughs> the guy's not going to make a team. Sorry, it's not going to happen. Eh, Good it luck. might be a, not a chance, but it might be his goal to get back. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's goal. Yeah, for sure. A nice story, but it, I mean, it ends on cut day because now we're getting back to brass tacks. So, all right. So, outside of the cam news, which was the biggest uh, biggest item of the past couple of days, especially cut day, was there anything else that you have noticed in, in the news that has caught your eye, or anything else throughout the preseason? I guess you could go to the Dobbins injury. You know, you think Dobbins? Well, injuries. no, I, 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 more about the cuts, right? Who's available after cuts? So, uh, you know, Cam Newton's probably the best quarterback available, right? Is, is you would think. For sure, he's the biggest name. I I don't know if I could say that he's the best quarterback available because I really just don't think his arm functions for the NFL. I don't know what you do with him. I don't know what you do with a quarterback that can't throw. He would run. He would he would be like a Taysom Hill, right? He is like a Taysom Hill, except Taysom Hill can kind of throw. Yeah, I mean, kind of. He lo- he lost out to Jameis Winston. What? Yeah. Oh! How do you lose to? Best part is he's still getting paid, you know, however many millions, about $9 million. Oh, my God. You lose out to Jameis Winston, you must just cry. I mean, but Winston's got, Winston's got an arm. Win- I mean, Winston has a, a good arm. He's just got no accuracy. He just loves to throw, you know, he, he has something in his mind that says, per every touchdown I throw, I have to throw an interception. And he does that, you know, like it's his duty. We'll see. We don't know that. Th- we don't know if, he, if he's gotten more mature, if he's gotten better with it. We'll see. I, okay, so my answer would be neither, but if you gun to your head, you got to choose Taysom Hill or Cam Newton. Who do you pick? Taysom Hill. Yeah. It's not really a Cam question. Newton, Cam Newton can't throw. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So what do you do with him? I, uh, it, he'll, make, he'll make a team somewhere. It, but Anybody else floating out there? Because I didn't see too many cuts that I was like, oh, yeah, you sign him. <laughs> The Everson Griffin one I, I interests me, but then all of a sudden he's gone. He goes right back to Minnesota, um, which I still don't understand. I'll have to Google it when I get off to try to piece that one together. So 
Uh, yeah. Well, there's there's some running back news. You know, Devontae Freeman got cut. Yeah, nothing. Garbage. And but it, it but that's good for uh that's good for the guys in in New Orleans like Tony Jones the backup. Right, and that's good. Yeah, for... Tony Jones has got a lot of talk recently, and, and yeah, if you play fantasy, you obviously two. hear about it. Yeah, he's the number two now. So, uh, you know, that's I guess that's uh, it's some news, but big, uh, you know, Jordan Howard got cut from Philadelphia. Yeah, and then thrown so, on their practice squad. Now, there's yeah, a so... player versus Brian Hoyer, who for sure would take a. a a practice squad role because yeah. Jordan Howard isn't super old. You know, I no. mean, I'm sure he feels like he's got some tread left on the tire. And yeah. But, but that, that, that's good news for Miles Sanders. If you're, if we're talking fantasy, that's really good news for him because then now he's only got a rookie game well behind him. And he's got Boston Scott who, Every time Boston Scott gets a, a full role, he, he just can't do it. He's too small. Yeah, obviously Sanders is pretty much cemented there as the lead back, which everybody knew. But it was a little bit of a eyebrow razor when they brought in Howard. Uh, I didn't really think Howard was going to be that much of a threat, but I mean, he was a name. Uh, you know, and you could do the complimentary one, two back, one being a big, more plotting bruiser back and the scat back. But, you know, Howard, you know, gone onto the practice squad. So um, it does yeah. definitely uh, make you feel more comfortable with Sanders. I, for me, if I was a Sanders owner or an Eagles fan, uh, I, the thing that would make me most comfortable about Sanders is just being able to see him stay healthy and play consistent like he did two years ago. You know, last year was so scattershot. It just, it was such a wasted year. I mean, for him and all the Eagles. The Eagles just didn't come together for him last year. So, the running backs, that the free agent running backs that are available, it's crazy. It's crazy. Adrian Peterson, Kim. I mean, done. Todd Gurley. Done. Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) I want to see Le'Veon Bell back in the league. I don't know why. Because when you saw him play for the Jets and then you saw him play for the Chiefs, it looks like he's got nothing left. I My what? brain can't get my around that, though. Because the last time you saw him playing full tilt in Pittsburgh, he was awesome. And then he took he a year so off. Bad. He took a year off, went on the Jets... Not really used correctly. Stayed his second year with the Jets. Not really used correctly. Lands with the Chiefs and then doesn't even stay on. Lands with the Chiefs and then gets let go after the Super Bowl. It's like... Frank what? Frank Gore? Oh, done. <laughs> He's done. I can't... He's LaShawn 90. McCoy. LaShawn McCoy? Oh, he's more done than Gore is. Gore, for whatever reason, can still do about, like, you know... 3.2 yards of carry. Duke I mean, Johnson. Shady can't do anything. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson's not on a team. I, you know, I saw it. Flo- I, I saw him in a in a fantasy player pool, and it said, I think it said Houston, and I was like, is he still on Houston? I didn't read yeah. anything about that because Houston has David Johnson, Lindsey, uh, uh, Philip Lindsey, and then Mark Ingram, and I think they kept yeah. all three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
DeAndre Washington, Bo Scarborough. I mean, Alfred Morris, Deion Lewis retired. Yeah, Deion Lewis was finished last year. Both him and Morris, when they got in there for the Giants, I mean, they looked like they were, you know, running in quicksand. They just didn't look good at all. And that was crazy for Deion Deion Lewis because I thought he was good in spots with Tennessee those two years. And then, obviously, didn't work out because he looked like shit last year for the Giants. Yeah. Uh, So, what about... uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really see any of those guys being able to contribute. What do you feel about? I mean, while we're talking about running backs, what do you feel about the Dobbins injury? Do you think it uh, impacts? He's, he's so he's so pissed. I guess do you you read that whole article about? Yeah, he gave the, the thumbs up on the Instagram post or the Twitter yeah, post from the daughter of. What the owner or something? Yeah, B- Biscotti's uh, granddaughter or whoever it was, or there's somebody in the family uh, down kitty level. Uh, yeah. wrote, I shouldn't say kitty level. I don't know. They could be in their twenties, thirties, whatever. But uh, wrote something and then to the effect of, I don't know why people play starters get played in the preseason, and then obviously Dobbins gave it a little bit of a thumbs up. So, um, I you know, dumb luck. Should they have been playing then? I don't know. The 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 Patriots. I'm, I'm again trying to get Patriots out of my mouth, and I couldn't get my lips to work. Uh, the Patriots played their starters and second team guys continually. Cam got in, I think, every game. Jones played every single game. I mean, there were teams that did do it. If you watch the 49ers, the 49ers had their starters in all the time. Well, back to the Patriots. Talked about them a lot today, but don't you think that? Bill Belichick's looking at the NFL and he says to himself, Brady left me and won a fucking Super Bowl. And I had Cam Newton as my quarterback. Yeah, he's on full tilt. Like, this sucks and we're going to fix this now. Because I don't need Brady to win a Super Bowl. I mean, if you look at their offseason, I mean, their offseason tells you he has something in mind. Because yeah. they had all this cap spot, all this cap room, and they used it. I mean, they, they I mean, I don't know if they used it all, but I mean, if you look at who they added, you know, they went out, they get Matt Judon, Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, uh, uh, Devon Godchuck, Jalen Mills, David Andrews. I mean, some uh, Andrews resigned. Um, Kyle Vinoy, who they, they brought back, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Henry Anderson, Co- uh, Cody Davis. Nick Falk, who they turned around, and I think they cut, right? Didn't they cut him? Yeah. They spent more than anybody. I mean, they, they spent a, a bunch. I mean, yeah. they they spent, what is sad, I, you know, the, the Giants spent almost as much of them, as much as them, and they spent uh, basically more on their, the Giants spent more on their first three guys that they brought in, Willie, Leonard Williams, Kenny Galladay, and Adoree Jackson, than the first four guys that the Patriots brought in, and that was Matt Judon, John o. Smith, Hunter Henry, and Nelson Aguilar. You know, I don't know what, where the money's better spent. You know, Galladay injured, Adoree Jackson injured, but that one was unfortunate. Galladay's another hamstring. It looks like he's just an injury case. Did, but Judon but looks Desha- great. Uh, Smith hasn't even gotten in there yet. Hunter Henry's obviously injured, and Aguilar I haven't really seen that much. But uh, to your point, yeah, it looks like Belichick wants to go for it now. 
and he's got a quarterback that might help him be able to do that. Yeah. They spent a lot of money. A lot of money. But, I mean, someone looks good. I mean, Matt Judon looks great. I he can't wait really to good. see him in, in the regular season. I mean, maybe he comes back down to earth, but in the preseason, he's, he was all over the place. So. Cowboys are going to be better than people think. What did Deshaun Jackson get cut? Deshaun Jackson? From the, from the Rams? No. I don't even think he played. I don't think the Rams played anybody in the preseason. I mean, Fulgham got Fulgham got cut from the Eagles. That that was kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy that came out of nowhere and was everybody's fantasy darling child. It, that's another one. Like this guy is junk. He's junk. He's 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 performing well right now. Kudos to him and a story to be told years down the road. But come on, let's be serious. You, you got to look at athletic talent and potential at a certain point. But they don't have any. Fulgham. Get out of here! They don't them. have any, but that means they have, they. That, but that means they think they have Devontae. Jalen Rager is garbage. Now, Rager's no good, but I mean, you never know. I, I mean, he is. This is Rager's second year, third year. I mean, he's young. He still has youth. Maybe he could turn around. You got to remember, well, rookie wide receivers minus those standout, super athletically gifted ones are usually junk the first year or two. You know, unless they're just like a flyer that goes downfield and pulls stuff down. But, I mean, it usually takes a couple of years for the wide receivers to learn the routes, the trees, the you know, the pro game. Okay. And get up to speed. They, have, they had Rager returning punts in the preseason. Does that, does that show you that, hey, you're, you're an asset to this team. We're going to – we need you to step it up. Well, I, I mean, obviously – I mean, kind of, yeah. I, I mean, look, for sure that punt and kick returners always usually cycle to non-featured players. It's once in a blue moon that yes. you see that, right? I, you know, Deion yeah, Sanders like did throw, it for a while. and They threw Odell Beckham back there a couple times when he was on the Giants. Right, but, you know, they usually just try to shy away from it because the net return isn't that great. You average right. Well that's what I'm saying. So you, you don't get the return for the injury risk. It you know it's a risk reward scenario right. so it doesn't work. And it's a preseason game and they're like Jalen, go go back. Go out there. Go go return it. Go return a punt in the preseason. Right. I mean you know I don't well he didn't really play. I mean were they talking I, I haven't looked it up but I mean were they talking about Devontae Smith at all returning punts I thought I read something that they were doing that with him too I don't know but usually that happens when they're younger and then when they you know obviously get older get more custom they they lose those responsibilities because they go to some some other you know newbie that just uh, hit the squad and then gets thrown yeah. in their head uh, in harm's way Rashad Perriman got cut again that dude just goes from teams, they're like the Lions, Cup, Rashard, Perman. The Detroit Lions. You are kind of a well-known person. I get like a first-round pick a couple of years ago. Yeah, man. You go, to, you you go to the wide receiver as a wide receiver. You go to the Lions, the Detroit Lions, who have nobody, and you lose out to Quintez Cephas. Yeah, well, there you go. And Khalif. Khalif Raymond. But have you ever and seen Perriman play and been like, man, that guy's good? 
That's a good. That's a good for player like right four, there. Four games when he played for Tampa. Yeah, I'm, I mean maybe. Oh, that was what two years ago? Because he threw up some good numbers too, right? Oh, he was incredible for maybe six weeks or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. I, a lot of I, I am a firm believer that a lot of players who end up, who develop names for themselves on the lower end do so because of random fantasy stuff that isn't reflective at all of, of the athletic talent or their football ability. So, yeah. so like, I remember Perriman because he scored a whole bunch of points and everybody ran to the waiver wire to go pick him up. And I think he, he kept doing that for quite a bit. Now, that was the Jameis Winston Fitzpatrick year, correct? Yeah. When they were yeah. just throwing up bombs left and right. And I, I, that was when Jameis did 31 and 31 touchdowns, interceptions. 30-something, 30-something, yeah. Oh, here's another uh, another pickup that just hit the the wire. The Cowboys agree with terms with Corey Clement. So Corey Clement, who serves as a backup, this is, again, preseason really is junk. I, Corey Clement serves as the backup for Miles Sanders, plays a little bit, kind of a spot duty role. He leaves. He goes over to the Giants. The Giants, who basically have nobody backing up uh, Saquon Barkley at this point because Devontae Booker stinks. They also signed Corey Clement. I thought Corey Clement looked better than Booker. Booker, who looks terrible, the Giants cut him, and he gets immediately picked up by Dallas. You know, it's just who are these guys? It's just you—you you shuttle them back and forth between teams, and it's just they're inconsequential to, you know, the team's performance. Unlike like a J.K. Uh, a J.K. Dobbins, who I, I don't know. Like, so your thoughts of Dobbins being out and now having to go to Gus Gus Edwards, Gus the Bus? And I, I guess Justice Hill or Taysen Williams. Taysen Williams looked pretty good in his spot duty in the preseason. I don't know if you saw any of it uh, of his games. I I saw brief highlights of him. Dude looks really good. Yeah, he looked really good, and he was on the practice squad all last year. I believe he was undrafted. I forget out of what school, BYU or TCU, one of those. Um, but undrafted on the practice squad, and COVID obviously couldn't ramp up, I guess. Uh, but this year came through and played really well in the preseason. So now, do you think an impact, uh, an injury like that, obviously lessens their offense? But do you think it's an impact that is insurmountable? Or do you think they can just adjust and, and deal with what they have? Well, I, I definitely feel as if J.K. Dobbins was a game changer. I, I the agree. Dude was, the dude was incredible. It, it, it seriously increases the value of Lamar Jackson um, from a fantasy perspective. From an NFL perspective, it's no good. Like they, they're, now, they're turning to Gus Edwards. What happens when Gus Edwards turns into Gus Edwards and is not – you know, I know that his career is five yards per game. There's some crazy stats about him. There's only two players in the history of the NFL who have run for 700 yards in the first, at least 700 yards and uh, uh, on so many carries in the first average five yards a carry ran for 700 yards in the first three seasons of their NFL career. It's him and one other person. You want to take a guess? Now, what is it? It is they rushed for how much? 
seven, at least 700 yards and an average five yards a carry. 700 yards, five yards a carry. Is this other back recent or no? Yeah, he's still around. He's still around. Uh, who's going to run for a bunch of... It's got to be over five yards carry, so he must have ripped off a bunch of runs. Um, man. Uh, trying to... What about Zeke Elliott? No. Who was it? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Ah. Well, all right. That would be, I guess, his rookie year, obviously. Over five yards of carry, seven hundred yards. Over three. Oh, that's over a th the for, for the first three years of their careers. First three years. Okay. Well, I mean, good company. Nick Chubb. Yeah, good company. So, but but the reality is, is he's never had a full a full workload the way he's going to have now. Exactly. And with that, it looks as though you have to punch out here, sir, to attend to your family duties for the evening. So I guess I will say adieu to you. Adios. All right. Um, and so as for the rest of you listening, we will be back at it most likely after the... Uh, holiday here where we'll try to start up our gambling. We had mentioned it previously and for sure we will be running out of time. So when we come back, we will try, you know, two things we wanted to try to do was try to do an NFC cut line live draft and then post that. And then the other one would be our first gambling week. So we'll attack the spreads We'll look at over-unders. Maybe we'll do a little over-unders, or do you want to do props instead? Hey, real quick. Yeah. What, what was just announced? Go ahead. Brian Hoyer joins Patriots practice squad. Oh, look at you go, sir. Look at you. Very impressive. Who called it? You did. Who didn't? Me. Mm. Wrong yet again. I'm good at that shit. So, congratulations. So, all right, when we uh, return next week, we will hit you up with maybe that fantasy draft, but definitely the first gambling show of the year. All right, with that, see you later. Audi 5000. Chris, talk to you later. Enjoy. Peace. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs>